Welcome to Taste Talks, the podcast which hopefully will inspire where you go next with myself, Keith Matten, and me, Olivia Byrne, the people behind the award-winning digital magazine, thetaste.ie. Each week we'll bring you a list of upcoming events, new bites to look out for in your weekly shop, a restaurant spotlight and a travel destination in Ireland. Once per month we will delve into a special guest's cravings and find out what food makes them happy. And lastly, we'll read out what has been keeping you hungry on social media this week. If you're new to this podcast, we highly recommend you check out all our other episodes. We promise they are all packed with foodie inspiration. So this week on What to Look Out For in Your Shopping... We found a product in Dunn stores that will give your weekday dinners that oriental taste sensation. I'm talking about the fantastic range of products called Fused by Fiona Uemu. Fiona is originally from Tipperary, but spent many years in Tokyo, Thailand and Singapore. This traveling developed a love affair with Asian food, which she now has channeled her passion into an award-winning food business. So we decided to recreate her Thai green curry. And because we have a local fish market in Kildare every week, we thought it was a great way of trying something new. To make the oriental dish, you just need her fused Thai green curry paste, the organic coconut milk and her classic soya sauce. So to make the dish, simply place oil in your wok, add in some chopped onions and saute for 5 minutes. Add in the Thai green curry paste and cook for a further 3 minutes. Then add the delicious coconut milk and stir in to combine. Bring it to a boil and then turn down the heat so it can simmer. Just to add in your fish fillets, we tried some hake and we cooked it for a further 4 minutes. Then add in some sugar snap peas and broccoli and cook for a further 4 to 5 minutes. Add in some soya sauce and some fish sauce, stir it in well. We served it with some rice, chopped peanuts and some chopped coriander leaves. The whole dinner only took about 20 minutes and I can tell you it only took a few minutes to finish. Uh, Honestly, the fused range makes dinner so easy and I think it's stocked in Tesco's Super Value and Dunn stores. So Olivia, what have you got? So you have the savoury covered. So while you are looking for ways to spice up our midweek dinners, I basically comb the sweet treat aisles. Technically, I would prefer to have a trolley all of my own just for treats, but (laughs) such is life. Um, But one thing I always think is really synonymous with Christmas is Bailey's. And the gem of the trolley this week for me was finding Bailey's hot chocolate bombs. Um, So I found these in Tesco and just could not resist them because if there is a bandwagon going around, I will jump on it and the hot chocolate bomb craze is no different. I think the fact that it's a Bailey's hot chocolate bomb, I mean, come on. On, you know, you're just going to want to get on that and try Sounds it. Great. Yeah. So to make yourself a delicious Bailey's hot chocolate, it could not be simpler. Just pop the little chocolate bomb into your cup or mug and pour over your hot milk. Then sit back and watch the chocolate melt to reveal the host of little mini marshmallows. Give it a stir. And then most importantly, the taste test. So it's absolutely amazing. If you're familiar with Lure Chocolates, it is Lure Chocolate that's used in the Bailey's Bombs, which is just divine. And then the Bailey's with that unique, sweet, creamy flavour mingling with the rich chocolate. Oh, it's just heavenly. And I think any Bailey's and chocolate lover would absolutely love to find this in their stocking this Christmas. We got this in Tesco for just six euro. Well, that sounds delicious. So we have a sweet and savoury option this week and we'll be back next week with two more shopping things for your basket. Welcome back onto the Taste Talks podcast, Cloyd. Great to have you back. Delighted to be back and I have a very interesting one for you this week. So we're going to talk about Big Fan Bao on the Funky Camden Street. Yeah, so it's a new addition to that eclectic food offering that is uh, around Camden Street and Angel Street. And Big Fan Bo is a Asian food restaurant with dishes inspired from the likes of China, Taiwan, Hong Kong and Korea. And it's one of those places that from the moment you walk in the door, you just know that the, the owner or the person behind this is of a creative background. 
because the decor just blows your mind. It's really cool. It, it's a really fun place. So the decor of the restaurant, although it's a brand new restaurant, it looks like it's been there for about 40 or 50 years. It's uh, it's kind of 1970s uh, style and, you know, it's, it's Hong Kong style. So think about the likes of, you know, your vintage Bruce Lee movies where you can imagine like the criminal boss sitting there and then Bruce Lee walks in the door to sort them all out. So it's, <laughs> uh, it's really cool like that. And uh, they have these like LED strips that go around the, uh, the skirting board of, of the floor. And because the floor is that kind of old, shiny marble, uh, the whole place is, has this warm glow that's constantly changing and the music is, is pretty cool as well. So it's not the type of place you're going to go for, you know, candlelight dinner, uh, romantic, have a chat. It's a place you want to go if you want to have a bit of fun and a good night out and try some amazing food. I saw some of the videos you put up on Instagram and it definitely looks cool. Um, very sort of edgy style and uh, it really suits that street. It really does. Yeah, it fits in so well. Uh, And even like, you know, I I got talking to the owner uh, because he was there. His name is Robert and he was working the tables and chatting to people. And, you know, as I said about the the, the creative background, he he has a background in designing restaurants, you know, so the interiors of restaurants. And before that, he was a curator of uh, art galleries. And he said something that I thought was really interesting and, and a great way to describe a, you know, a dining experience. And he said that, you know, it's very similar to an art gallery where as a restaurant owner or designer, you're you're curating a space for people to have a good experience. And then your chefs are the artists. So instead of the art being hanging on the wall, it's on your plate and you get to eat it. So I thought that was a great way to describe it. And, and you can really see that because, you know, he has taught about everything from the music to the decor, to the food, to the plates. And it just brings the whole thing together to give you a fantastic dining experience. So uh, let's talk about the food. So what, what did you have on the night? Yeah, so when you when you first are handed the menu, it can be a little intimidating at first glance. But, you know, the staff are great there and, and they know this. So they, they come over to you, they give you your menu and then they come back and, and they talk you through the menu. So it is like a tapas style, like it's Asian tapas style. So they advise you to go for a number of different dishes and to share them and try them. So um, there's a mix of bao buns, Asian street food, uh, dumplings, and all done with Big Fan's own creative twist. So the first thing we had was we had uh, we tried a couple of their bao buns. So the first one we had was the wuya bun. So that's an 18-hour slow-braised Irish beef, uh, really tender, and it's complemented with the pickled red cabbage, crispy onions, and a peanut crumble. Uh, and then the second bow, that the big fan bow, that is a beautiful piece of caramelized pork done uh, dong po style. So it's really sweet, really kind of crispy, and it's a solid piece of meat uh, in between that bow bun. So that was fantastic. Uh, one of the things the that they have is... Are, the bow buns are becoming very, very popular in a lot of the restaurants now over the last two years. And, and they're a great little vessel uh, to sort of deliver that taste. They really are. Uh, but I kind of find they have to be done right because sometimes, you know, you can find places that they, they go too far with it where the, the bow bun is too big or it's too doughy. Uh, yeah. So to get that that mix just right where the dough doesn't, you know, suffocate the flavors of the meat or whatever else it is. So big fan uh, bow have it just perfect. Yeah. Um, the other thing that they had that was interesting on the menu was they had duck wings. So everybody loves a chicken wing. So these were the duck wings. Obviously, they're slightly bigger, so there's more meat on them. And they're tossed in a, in a big fan seasoning. So that perfect balance of the, the wing being juicy, but then also crispy and, and full of flavor. Uh, mm-hmm. We tried as well, um, the, there are some of their dumplings. So uh, they have this 13 spice uh, crawfish dumpling. So uh, it is, it, it's full of kind of like uh, the, the flavors of the, of the crawfish, but then it's got this chili kick, uh, which gives them like a nice fiery kick and the dumpling is just cooked perfectly. But one of the, the standout dishes for us or a highlight um, was their Wagyu cheeseburger Jinzao. So okay. this this is like a dumpling, right? So it's almost like, a, if you can think of it, uh, almost like a cannelloni. So you've got four, four dumplings together, uh, and then they put cheese on the top and a sauce on the top, and then they grill it. So yeah. it actually, it's like an Asian version of a burger. Looks mental on the plate, 
But yeah. when you bite into it, my God, it's gorgeous. Like the Wagyu patty, you've got gherkins, cheese, onion, and then this tangy burger sauce on the top of it. So that was delicious. deadly. Yeah, yeah. it's gorgeous. And the other thing that I really liked about them as well was this. So they do um, a sweet uh, and sourdough prawn toast. But they uh, and I love seeing places do this where they they, they look for local producers and, and they work like with, you know, neighboring businesses. So not too far from uh, Big Fan Bao is the Bretzel Bakery, a uh, very well-known bakery. Yeah. And they use the, 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 the baked sourdough from the Bretzel, Bag- Bretzel Bakery, bakery sorry, <laughs> in their prawn toast. <laughs> yeah, it's a bit of a tongue twister. Everything on this menu is a tongue twister. But I thought it was really cool that they're, you know, and they name check them on the menu as well. So so they, they were gorgeous. And then finally, then in terms of like the dishes that we tried, they're kind of more larger bite dishes. Uh, they have a shiso spicy and a shiso sweet. Um, these are Taiwanese style chicken dishes. So crispy chicken then with a flavoring on top. So obviously, as the, the name suggests, one of them is a chili kind of sauce and the other one is a sweet uh, honey garlic glaze butter and they they can come uh with a side of their black uh, and white rice so beautiful kind of dishes and yeah. you know they the it's a small restaurant so they don't have a full bar there but they had they do have cocktails and beers and stuff like that but we were very impressed with the cocktails on the menu we had the, the strawberry daiquiri and a porn star martini great price for the cocktails only 10 euro uh, and really good quality uh cocktails so, that is very competitive for Dublin City Centre. Absolutely, absolutely. So again, it kind of ties into your experience where you could go there and have a really good time, good music, and then all of these bites, they just keep coming to the table, you know, when you order. Like, they, they, they arrive when they're ready. So um, you can enjoy them and then enjoy the cocktails. And in terms of talking about value, like, the, the dishes are individually priced, so like €7 Euro for the bow buns or, you know, €12 Euro for that Wagyu beef thing. But overall, we, we had lots of food. We, we were stuffed. Uh, we had lots of food. We had a couple of cocktails, a couple of beers. And our total bill came to €112, Euro, which I thought was a great value for a night out. Yeah, that is very good. And look, you know, if you want to uh, eat less and, and spend less, you can. Yeah, exactly. The choice is yours. Like you're literally picking off the menu, whatever you want. So yeah, it's completely up to you uh, how much you want to spend or what you want to do. We, in terms of doing a review of the place, we wanted to try as much as possible. So we probably did order more than you would uh, when you were, if you were going there on a normal night out. But it is, uh, it's a very cool place. As I said, you know, it's one of those ones if you want to try something completely different. You know, even even the toilets. I got to give a shout out to the toilets. Toilets are gold. <laughs> opulent like just gold toilets gold sink gold taps like it's just a really fun place to, uh, to go and dine in the city center uh sounds great so that's uh that was a fantastic review what are we going to talk about next week so next week myself and abigail got to go and try soul seafood and grill on St. william street so Richie Wilson uh, oversees that. Uh, it's the sister restaurant of Fire, and it has a really big emphasis on seafood. So uh, I can't wait to tell you all about that. Oh, that's brilliant. Well, thanks for that, Clyde. Talk to you next week. So this week on Travel Destination, we take a look at the wild beauty of Donegal, an absolutely breathtaking county, most famous for its rugged landscape, warm hospitality and home of some of the biggest country music stars in Ireland. In this section we'll give you some recommended places to stay plus some places to visit while you're along your way. So first up we take a look at the different types of travellers. Olivia who's first up? So first up we look at a romantic escape for couples. Now we didn't have to think twice about this one it has to be the phenomenal Harvey's Point. So I suppose just to set the scene, Harvey's Point is located lakeside. The calm waters of Loch Esk surround this stunningly beautiful appointed hotel. In the very final stage of your journey when you're travelling to Harvey's Point, you find yourself on this long, narrow, winding road. On one side you have fields dotted with sheep and cattle and the other side you have Loch Esk running alongside you. It's, it's quite magical to be honest, even the drive there. So pulling into the car park, you are surrounded by acres of manicured gardens. And then once inside, you have a couple of different options for dining. So you've Harvey's Bar and you have the restaurant. On the evening we dined, we were exceptionally spoilt with the incredible food offerings. We had Chef Colin McKee, 
Chris McMenamin and TikTok superstar Daniel Lambert were all in the kitchen like three amigos absolutely slinging out the best food ever. It was amazing. And, and the food was incredible. Oh, With absolutely. those views as well. Yeah, that's right. The restaurant overlooks Loch Esque and it's just, it's wonderfully calm, relaxing experience. And um, the bedrooms, oh my goodness, they're yeah. so big. Unbelievable. Yeah. Three times the size of a Dublin hotel room. Yeah, I mean, I've seen smaller studio apartments. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like yeah they're, we could just live there. Yeah, I'm happy with that. <laughs> um, yeah, so they're very luxurious um, and the, these gorgeous en-suites with the big corner bath and oh, it's just a really luxurious treat. Um, another thing about the room was the view from the room. It literally felt like we could have touched the mountains from the window. Yeah, like it was incredible. Very immersive. Um, so like all great places, the people make the place. And the absolute king of Irish hospitality. I know you're a big fan of Mr. Noel Cunningham, Keith. Yeah. He really is something of a legend. Yeah, I have a huge amount of respect for this man. Um, he, when he walks through a room, he sprinkles... Uh, just good humour and fun yeah. across everybody. Uh, I could see him going around the restaurant and everybody wanted to meet him. He's so warm. He's so welcoming. Uh, and if there was ever going to be a president of the hospitality industry, I think Noel needs to be it. He epitomises how to look after people on a daily basis. Absolutely. And he does it with such style oh, and style. grace. Oh, yeah, oh, the, the style. style. <laughs> the suits. The suits. Yeah, yeah. And I just think Noel's a great ambassador for Donegal. He's, you know, one of those people who was truly invested in the area he works in, lives in. He's all about the local people. And it's just a really inspiring Absolutely. thing to see, I yeah. think. And to be around someone like that, it actually does you good. And I think it comes out in the staff that are there. Oh, it's completely mirrored. His infectious good humour, the attention to detail, it's mirrored in every member of staff that, that we had interactions with. Um, Harvey's Point is a really blissful base for any couple looking to secure that elusive romantic escape. Um, so just pop on to harveyspoint.com and you can check out all available packages and rates. So what have we got next? So next we're taking a look at a family escape. So we're staying in the, the same location. Loch Esk um, Castle and Harvey's Point are located very close to each other. So Loch Esk Castle is undeniably like a, a hotel of great elegance and style. And it's actually Donegal's only five-star hotel. Um, You'll remember, Keith, when we were there, the drive into the estate, we stopped to take pictures even before we got to reception. There was these ornate garden sculptures. Yeah, beautiful grounds. Yeah, and then the fountain right in front of the hotel, it really brings that wow factor. Um, As far as I recall, they actually have 10 different room options and that includes self-catering too. So you can see why this would be very attractive to everyone, but especially to families, I yeah. think. Um, I know when we stayed there, there was quite a lot of families with many of them taking advantage of the complimentary bikes. And then some were going out on pre-booked Fishing, uh, fishing trips. Fishing trips. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you are right. Um, there was a lot of families there, but because the grounds are so vast, uh, we went for a walk along the boardwalk uh, that circles the whole uh, lake and we didn't get meet anyone out there. So the grounds are so vast that you can be safe and, and walk around. Oh, that's true. And I remember on that walk, actually, lots of the trees have gorgeous little fairy doors and little carvings on them. So yeah, again, very it's cute. very child friendly, very nice. But you're right, didn't meet anyone. And yeah, it was busy, but it's so spacious, I suppose, and so vast. Um, they, they also do a historical walking tour. And I think that's really cool. Yeah. Because especially when you've let little people with you, it's exciting for them to you know to find out the facts and a bit of history and and just to get to see the, the actual castle itself it's it's really nice yeah and then dining oh yeah dining is pretty special both in the bar and the restaurant so you have the gallery bar and the lobby lounge and they're stunning rooms like you know high ceilings these deep chesterfield sofas perfect to relax into with a nice glass of wine you don't always have to have a glass of wine when you sit down what <laughs> <laughs> who's that 
Uh, no, I absolutely adored um, Cedar's restaurant as well. So they're these gorgeous plush boots. We were luckily, lucky enough to be seated in one. They're really secluded and romantic. And I have to say the food and the staff, everything was just outstanding. And it was interesting because even though we had our own like private little booth, we could see right out into the restaurant. It's really nice to just see families and small groups, you know, being able to enjoy themselves again in the safety of such a large space. Um, I suppose that's the luxury of somewhere like Loch Ness Castle, the amount of space that yeah. you have and you can enjoy yourself. Um, so just to get information on packages available, visit lochnesscastle.com. And so for the self-catering option, what did you find? So I think this is so cool and we are definitely going to go there. So it's Fanad Lighthouse. Now we went to the lighthouse. Yeah, took we were pictures. there. Yeah, yeah, got some pictures. But you can stay there. So it's definitely, it's a wish list place for me. I, I think it'd just be amazing. Um, so they've three charming former lighthouse keepers homes, all with stunning sea views. I, I think I'd like to be a lighthouse keeper. So Maybe that's I. my new job. Let's pack this in. That's it. Let's get rid of this podcast. (laughs) Okay, don't all rush off at once. (laughs) So from what I've read, you'll have no choice but to have a digital detox. Now, Mm. how would you find that, Keith? I don't know. Yeah, I'd be grand. I'd worry about you. (laughs) So out of the three self-catering options that they have available, we definitely have our eye on Tory View. It just looks idyllic. I can just imagine watching the sunrise over the the Atlantic Ocean. There is like a large country kitchen with a lovely dining area. And from the website, it shows that they've you just have stunning views literally from every room. Like the kitchen faces south. So that's looking towards the Fanned Hills and Trabon Beach. And the bedrooms look north to the Atlantic. So I've said it before and I'll say it again. A glass of wine. Oh my God. So you're pitching... You're picturing yourself with a glass of wine looking out at these windows again. Yeah. Okay. But imagine the open fire and they have one of those old style roll top baths. Okay. Oh, listen, I'd literally just go in and probably wouldn't leave and you could go off an adventure. Do we need to ask the listeners to send us links because you have a, a problem with glasses of wine everywhere? Well, it's, it's a food and drink podcast, Keith. Oh, yeah, I suppose. Maybe you need to get on board. Okay. <laughs> All right, here's to the wine. But anyway, um, visit fanadlighthouse.com and you'll be able to see the the accommodations available and drool over them the way we have. That's perfect. So next up, we have things to do while you're in Donegal. So what did you see? Yeah, so I thought Glenvay National Park was a great way to spend a few hours. Um, it's actually home to Glenvay Castle, which is this hauntingly beautiful 19th century castleized mansion. So it's really, really gorgeous. And then Loch Vey is at the heart of the park and the surrounding walking trails through the woodlands. They're just something else. So you could while away many hours here uh, or there yeah. <laughs> as there's a lovely visitor center, restaurant and tea room. Uh, all to provide plenty of respite from the outdoors. Um, just pop on to glenvaynationalpark.ie for their opening times. And up next, you have McGee. Yeah, so how could you not mention that famous Donegal tweed, the McGee brand? It is embroidered into Donegal history and heritage for over 150 years now. And correct me if I'm wrong, Mr. Noel Cunningham. Uh, represents the finest suits on a daily basis. Absolutely. And who better to showcase such beautiful tailoring and such amazing fabrics than the ever dapper Noel? I mean, he does it with serious style. Serious style and sparkle. Yeah, and sparkle. <laughs> <laughs> um, and just there's a wide range. So the, their main, their original shop, the McGee shop is in Donegal Town. And it's just a must visit. You know me, I'm not a big shopper, but I love this kind of shop. Yeah, I, love, I am. I'm a big shopper. Yeah, yeah you are. <laughs> but I love, I love shops like this where, well, really everything is just beautiful in the shop. I don't like having to go through a lot of tats. So this is just everything from the time you walk in the door just screams luxury. I, I sort of think if you're going to spend, buy something quality that's going to last for years. Yeah, yeah. Like we were talking about... Uh, the sustainability element of of shopping now earlier on and it's it's big and it's, you yeah. think we just need to be more mindful um one of the things i love about mcgee as well is they still offer a made to measure service so i think for you know the person that has everything 
Huh? Someone like yourself. <laughs> is this my gift for Christmas? No, it's it's absolutely not. Are you sure? <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's just a very unique and personal gift. Um, and definitely the store, if you're in Donegal, visit it. You, the homewares as well are mm, really beautiful. Yeah, absolutely beautiful. Um, so visit mcgee1866.com for more information. And uh, by the way, that is the perfect present for me. But moving Good on. to know. <laughs> Me so, too. <laughs> moving on, uh, you had a look at the beaches available. Oh, uh, yeah, I remember. Jeez, we spent a lot of time just driving around when we were last in Donegal. The beaches are like the finest in the world. Epic. Yeah, epic. There's that word again. <laughs> <laughs> so I remember we were really taken with Fintra Bay, Trabon, yeah. Silver Strand. Oh, it's just so beautiful. There's just a lot of them. Now, I actually found a great article on discoverireland.ie um, that lists out the must-visit beaches. And I think a, an article like that's great to refer back to. Yeah, absolutely. Check that out. Yeah, and there's just one more place I want to mention. Okay, um, go on. And it's a Donegal experience that we have yet to indulge in because it wasn't open the last time we were there. But a gastro pub called Bidio Barnes. So earlier on, I mentioned chefs Chris and Colin. So they were in Harvey's, Harvey's Point. Point yeah. yeah. So now they've moved on and they've taken over this pub. And it's a very traditional looking. Like I remember seeing it when we were there mm. um, long before we ever knew they were taking it over. So it's very traditional country pub. So the two guys have gone in, remastered the menu. But I've seen the menu and it's really mindful and it's not they're not trying to be pretentious it's just good cooking yeah you know these the, guys are great at what these they do. two chefs these are serious chefs yeah. these are at the top yeah. of their game but they're doing like food that complements a gastro bar yeah and just and i i love the fact that they're not just cooking for visitors and holiday makers they're mindful of the people in the local area and of serving them and i think you know that's a great that's a credit to them um so definitely on our list now yeah. for the next trip to Donegal and if you'd like to check it out for yourself or make a booking just pop on to videobarons.com so that's our travel destination for this week we'll be back next week with another part of Ireland um, and I'm sure Olivia will be having a glass of wine wherever we pick <laughs> no problem to me <laughs> So Fiona, thanks for coming back on to Taste Talks. And this week we're going to talk about the home of Francis and John Brennan, the Park Ken Mayor. Another one that you got to do because I was sick. <laughs> I feel so bad about this. I'm not a horrible person, but honestly, <laughs> um, I really um I really did well while you were ill which is a terrible thing to say. And I did it with a heart and a half, but I think I was rewarded for my, for my kindness because oh. <laughs> food that I have tasted on at that particular time happened to be absolutely incredible. Yeah. And I'm no stranger to the brothers having stayed uh, in Drumquina for the taste quite a few years ago to experience their glamping uh, set up. It's an amazing venue. It's incredible. And it's one of the places that while I was, uh, I may have eaten in the park, but when the sun was shining, I was back out to Drumquina to walk uh, all of the, the gardens and the green areas. They're some of my favourite. So, yes, I love them. And, and uh, equally, a very good restaurant down there um, uh, in Drumquina as well. Yes, yes. Yeah. And I've eaten there. And if you're a fan of gin and botanicals they have a huge range um which i'm sure has only increased over the past few years so yes definitely um there's a lot to be said and john and francis are they're, they're quite institutions at this stage aren't they they really yeah. are mm. i have to say they are experts in hospitality uh, yeah. but it's done effortlessly and yes. it flows all the way through every member of staff, whether it is the park or whether it's Drumquina. But today we're going to talk about the park and the meal that I should have had that you got. Yes. Yeah, and I suffered through it on your behalf. Oh, you're a brave soldier. <laughs> I know I am. I know I'm such a good kind soul. <laughs> well, look, um, I won't be mean about this, but Keith, you really missed out. You missed out on something, you know, I guess it's just such a, a classic venue, isn't it? And leave aside 
John and Francis and their work. Um, there's just something about the park that's, again, to me, it's a nod to the past, the, the building, the grounds, everything about it. Um, and during COVID, when everything was, was locked down, they invested in a brand new kitchen, which, you know, is pretty something. Um, so we got to see it. It's incredible. I think that um, the head chef, James Coffey, would make, um, if he just had a shoebox, I think the man is so talented and so passionate about Irish produce. Again, aren't we all? Yeah. Um, that this man, this man will go out, he'll go hunting, he'll go fishing, he'll go find the freshest and the best. So he he does have an amazing kitchen. Um, but I'd say that the standard even pre the kitchen was top class because he is he is amazing. And I saw that uh, the dining room itself got a complete another revamp. Yes. And again, we were talking last week about that Art Deco feel that seems to be coming back. Um, and they've, they've got lovely pastel colours uh, coming into the dining room. That shell shape that you're starting to see more and more. Um, their leather is a lovely soft green. Um, yeah. And then, of course, you've got the windows in a building like that overlooking the most beautiful gardens. So what's not to love? I thought the seat design in the in the restaurant was very clever because obviously we have to be a little bit more separated yes. now. That sort of S design down the center of the restaurant. That's absolutely true. And the thing about it is it also gives you a little bit of privacy without compromising on design or space. Yes. Uh, so it, it kind of it feeds into, yes, the COVID and the the distance, but also a lovely sense of privacy, which I think is nice when you're eating as well. You know, yeah, just absolutely. Have your own little spot. So, yeah, they, they've top marks on all of that. I'll try not be too gushing about it and tell you that I suffered through <laughs> the <laughs> most amazing seven-course tasting menu. Seven courses. Yes. Well, and then there were... Uh, not including the amuse bouche and the petty fours. So sounds like a struggle. Do, do you want me to rub it in? Really? No, well, tell me about some of the dishes. Go on. Okay. All right. Well, we started with the gazpacho, and of course, with my love of Spain, this was um, delightful. Not based on tomatoes. It was based on cucumber, almond, fennel, and dill. Mm. Delightful. Delightful. Oh talk about a pot. Um, gorgeous and a lovely start to the evening. The next two, uh, I'm just going to knock your socks off. Can you imagine, and you really will have to refer to the feature I wrote to see the photos to, to really get a feel for this, but can you imagine the tiniest little tart that's made, that's filled with smoked eel, cabbage and beetroot? Like oh, how, nice. how inspired is that? Yeah. How, how does a chef come up with these variations, these ideas? It was delicious. And when you, I thought things couldn't get better, yeah. <laughs> so sorry to do this to you. <laughs> Her little amuse-bouche was, you know, Nocatee, the, the, the local dairy that produces the, the cheeses in the area. Yeah. Well, James uses those and um, he used, so we had an aged Nocatee Cheerio okay. with onion and truffle. And forget about dipping your dipping them in uh, hot chocolate and all of that. This was sublime. Oh, great. This was really lovely. And then having enjoyed all of those, uh, we had to start into the, the actual tasting menu. Okay, so we haven't even got on to the menu yet. Right. We started with Kelly's Oyster with scallop, allium oil, and yuzu. Now, okay. um, again, you can see the local, the local seafood coming in here. Absolutely delicious. Um, perfect size, beautifully presented. Um, I can't even begin to describe the presentation, but... Uh, 
like even bringing in the uh, the interpretation of of sand into the into the dish so you've got the sea you've got the sea flavors and tastes so again i i urge you to go go back and look at the photos uh, because it's just so impressive so if that wasn't enough then we had a uh, dingle crab meat with apple and dill love um, oh <laughs> yeah what can i say what can i say when it's the freshest most local produce cooked by this genius so um i just have no more words on that what Go you're on. saying to me is really <laughs> i should have just you know pushed out my booking rather than sending it to you no i think you did a very good um your plan was good you know we, we always have to remember that you must do everything um uh, to keep the taste up you know up and running and um enjoying the highest quality of food that this country has to offer. So I really did you a favor, Keith. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You yeah. like a favor, Fiona. Yeah, also, it was, it was. Um, but really, I'm going to get, one of the things I love is, is turbot. I'm sorry, yeah. no, I'm moving back to, this is the last of the seafood dishes and we had wild turbot. Um, oh, Lordy. Oh, Lordy, it was served with brassicas and lemon and pine nut. Yeah. Um, and with turbot, you know, you, you're looking for that translucent uh, but flaky uh, texture. And he just got it bang on. It really was sublime. Mm. Um, why do I feel like I have to keep apologizing to you? <laughs> I'm doing this for the readers and the listeners. It really was incredible. Now I'll talk about the price of it. This is this is an absolute treat. This is top of the range. Okay. Um, but it's it is top of the range. You're getting the best of ingredients. You're in the most beautiful surroundings and the service is second to none. So I'm going to move on to surprisingly what I possibly loved the most. Yeah. And it's an unusual one, believe it or not. It was a velouté of carrot baked over coals. But that okay. velouté was, you know, when you have this a particular taste that you absolutely adore. And every time you come across it, it's just, you never tire of it. It's a bit like I feel the same about cauliflower puree. You know, yeah. there's just that thing. Well, this velouté was everything that I could have wanted uh, in a dish. It was yeah. incredible. And, you know, you look at the menu and it's got black garlic in it and pink grapefruit and sunflower seeds and shoots. And you, you just wonder who looks at a carrot and thinks, hmm, pink grapefruit. Yeah. And can transform something that probably came from their own garden because they're big into growing their own produce um, and turn it into the almost the highlight for me uh, on a seven-course tasting menu. That's mad. They're very, very proud of their garden. Yes. Yeah. 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 And, you know, I love turbot. I love beef. I love food. But to say that the dish that was focused on carrot is the one that i'm still dreaming about <laughs> you know that that's incredible to yeah, me, yeah. It's incredible. so you're like me uh, your dreams and your nightmares are all about food <laughs> yeah <laughs> i don't think that's a bad thing well the nightmares are normally like you're eating and they're taking the food away and you haven't yes, finished exactly exactly <laughs> <laughs> i uh, i read um something recently about um I think it was the Queen and Christmas. And you know the way that um, when the Queen, if you're at a function or dinner with the Queen, not that I have ever been or ever will, when she stops eating, everybody stops eating and that's it. Can you imagine if you've just gotten to the velouté of carrot and she stops eating? (laughs) Like, that's a nightmare. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Nightmare. Anyway, I better get back to this menu. So then the beef was a feather blade and so succulent and so tender. Yeah. Um, just perfect. Uh, bone marrow jus, uh, charred onions. It was just, it was lovely. Yeah. So that was the, that was the beef element. 
Um, then I made the biggest mistake or the, the most rookie of errors that you are going to laugh. You pro- Maybe Olivia told you, but then we came to the sweet treats. Well, okay. Um, first up was a raspberry meal foil, which was when I saw it on the plate. Oh, Keith, I didn't wait to take a photo. Like that's my job to go and and take photos of the food. I just tucked into it. I was so excited with the presentation, the look of it. And I think I had the first spoonful in my mouth when I realized, what have I done? <laughs> because, you know, it's, and it's great to have iPhone 12s and things where you don't have to be lugging around cameras and all bits and bobs. And you can be a little bit discreet. But imagine in, in all my years, it's the first time I ever picked up the spoon and ate without thinking, I need to take a photo of this. This isn't just, I'm not in my local restaurant having Sunday lunch. This is, you know, this is work. This, yeah. you know, this is what I do. And yet it completely went out of my mind when I saw it. So that's yeah. kind of an indication of <laughs> what it was like. Now they do have a fabulous new pastry area in the new kitchens. And and that's something that I was delighted to hear because I don't know if you find, if you talk to pastry chefs, they always feel like they're left to the corner or they're not, yeah, absolutely. you know, that they don't have the space or they can be as creative as they like, but the physical space they have or the equipment is not as high tech and great as, as the main kitchen. But I have yeah. to say that's not the case in, in the park. And also that's reflected, of course, in the, I'm going to say desserts because then, of course, there was a chocolate mousse after that. So, oh. yeah, at, at this stage, I I just thought, I, I'm so glad I've gotten to the end. This has been amazing. But the amount of food, like it was so satisfying. Hmm. Um, it didn't feel that you were only getting a little taste of something. It was substantial enough that you really felt I've just had a lot of great food. Yeah. Which was wonderful. But of course, that didn't stop Mr. Dillon when the Petty Fours came out, <laughs> which were like a work of art. You know, when you just know you're going to get the perfect photo and you almost don't want to eat them. They look so good. Yeah, yeah. But that didn't stop him. <laughs> so it was it was a great experience from start to finish, I have to say. And I'm always aware that when I talk to you about things that I am gushing about them and is that what I really mean? Or am I just saying it because it has, you know, it's it's a very popular place. But I have to say that I never talk to you, and you know this, I would never talk to you about something that I didn't really feel passionate or excited about. And this is one that I think is right up there and one that everybody should try. You're not going to be disappointed. Now, I did check today to see, you know, are they still doing it? Because this is a few months ago, and you know the way things change at particular moments. No, they're still doing it. It's half six to nine, I think, every evening. Now, it does cost €110 per person. Yeah, but you're getting a substantial amount of dishes. What What you're getting is you're not just paying to go out and have something to eat you are paying for an entire experience from mm. the minute you walk in the door, you know, to see the reception area and the big old lazy Susan that they have. And it's an experience. Yeah, um, absolutely. Of course, you're going to have, you know, add wine to that. But I think, you know, I think it's something that um, it would make a great gift or, for a special occasion, yeah. let's do the tasting menu because it really is epic. That's the word I'll use. Yeah. So, and I suppose we, like, you know, seven years ago when the taste started up, you mm-hmm. know, I sort of spoke to you about the ethos of the taste, which was, you know, we sort of look at all the restaurants that are doing, you know, epic things, exciting yeah. things. And if we have a bad experience, we just move on. We don't talk about it and so forth and all that. Because, yeah. you know, we always sort of believe that if someone's going to give us 10 minutes of their time, they want to know where to go, yeah. where to have that birthday. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. like, you know, this is one of those special places. Mm. Mm. And, I mean, you're not. nobody's going to say, oh, you know, uh, 
it's not expensive, it's great value, but it depends on how you look at something, doesn't it? Okay, yeah. it, it does cost more than than perhaps, um, uh, I don't know, do you have a regular tasting menu? I've come across a few of them, but, but this one, that's the price of it, and I think you pay for getting out of your car, walking in that door from the minute you do that. Yeah. Um, this is another experience and definitely one that I think people, if they're thinking or they appreciate their food, if they're thinking of doing something like this, it's definitely, definitely worth a visit. Yeah. And I don't think people mind paying for something that really delivers and has yeah. the flavors and the taste. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's excellent. So that's the Park Hen Mare. Um, mm-hmm. And we'll have you on again next week on your travels. And I think next week is one you did yourself. It wasn't because I was sick. Well, you know, I'll do the whole Florence Nightingale and run around the country for you anytime if the standard is like the park. Next week is the enclosure in Minute, a new restaurant you were at. I'm just about to write that up. And I'm not going to say anything about it. Yes, I will be gushing because I had pre-looked at the menu and I had preconceived ideas about it. I don't know whether that was good or bad, but it it just blew all of those ideas out of the water. Oh. That's another lovely one. And, you know, when you go to a place and the service stands out as well, I love that. Absolutely. Yeah, that's a, That's going to be a good one. Well, look forward to next week. So in this section, we tell you what's been keeping us hungry on social media this week. So Olivia, what's caught your eye? Oh, well, I I actually keep going back to look at this over and over again. So I was on Instagram and I noticed the Wicklow Escape posted this phenomenal pie by Chef Danny Barry. So it's a venison cranberry and chestnut pie. I mean, if you haven't seen it, go and look at it. It is incredible. Oh, my goodness. I I mean, it's absolutely show-stopping, this golden puff pastry. I'm just hungry looking about it and even talking about it again. <laughs> but um, I'm sure most of you have heard of the Wicklow Escape by now. It's a fully immersive food and nature mountain lodge based in the West Wicklow Mountains. The owner is Lisa Wilkinson, an absolute powerhouse of a woman. And Lisa, earlier this re- year, recruited Chef Danny Barry, who is absolutely renowned in the Irish food scene and together they launched the Wicklow Escape and began welcoming guests into the Mountain Lodge in the summer of 2021. So a visit here is definitely top of our list for 2022 and you can explore the Wicklow Escape by just visiting thewicklowescape.com or on Instagram there at the Wicklow Escape. Well that's perfect and I can uh, confirm I've seen the pie it's epic and Danny's definitely at the top of her game. So uh, one thing that I've seen is this week how to add some sparkle and glamour to your Christmas with a festive afternoon tea at the intercontinental Dublin. Escape the cold weather and enjoy a sumptuous array of savoury delights and sweet treats. Uh, Beginning with a selection of delicious finger sandwiches including cranberry and turkey on brioche, smoked Irish salmon, uh, their smoked paprika and egg mayonnaise and their roast ham and Dubliner cheese. And then, of course, the best part, you go on to the decadent Christmas desserts and they've got apple brandy, uh, yule log, they've panna cotta with cinnamon rice milk, a mince pie chocolate tart and a pear blackberry and parsnip sponge. Oh, it all sounds delicious. This festive afternoon tea will cost 60 euro per person. If you want to add in a glass of bubbles, it'll cost you 75 euro per person. And it runs all the way up to the 31st of December, excluding the 24th, the 25th and the 26th. So if you want to book a table, log on to intercontinentaldublin.ie. So Olivia, what have you got next? So next up, um, one of the things I spotted, and I'm a big fan of decorating, as you know, yeah, at Christmas. <laughs> um, in a previous life, I worked in wedding and event styling, and it's always, always about the little details for me. Um, I just get so much pleasure out of seeing like a beautiful table setting. And I think even if you're not hugely into it, at Christmas, you want to lay the table, you want your candles, your all your, you know, bits and pieces. It's a special time. Yeah, exactly. And I think it just shows the effort and your welcoming your guests it's just oh, it's a whole experience um so i a lady i greatly admire tara o'connor so you'll know 
Tara. She's a PR guru and all around wonderful, hardworking woman. Earlier this year, Tara launched the design table. Now, I follow Tara for years on social media and her tablescaping has always been awe-inspiring. I mean, this woman's eye for detail, it's undeniable. So I was very excited to see that the design table had launched um, earlier this year, as I said, and then the designs for Christmas. So it's called the Winter Collection. Lovely. Oh, it's just so impressive. And I love how classic each piece is. And also, so it's called the Winter Collection. Um... But the colours are really like adaptable throughout the year. There's nothing screaming Christmas. Now, the way Tara styles it, yes, it's all Christmassy, but you can easily take pieces out and use them throughout the year. And I suppose now with such an emphasis on gifting sustainably and, you know, just living more sustainably, I think that's really important Mm. that you can just reuse everything. And to be honest, they're, they're, in my opinion, they're like future heirlooms. You'll have these forever. They can be passed down through generations. They come in these beautiful duster bags. Yeah. Like the design element throughout each product is just really, really lovely, isn't it? Yeah, I love the way they come with that uh, protective bag. Yeah. So you can have it for years to come. Yeah, absolutely. Um, So you can get a, a full tablescape in a box, um, which goes from €199, Euro, and that includes setting your full table. Or you can pick pieces, um, mix and match. Everything's designed to be intermingled. Um, so I've actually picked out a gorgeous red velvet runner with these forest green napkins and then these lovely little red pom-pom beaded napkin rings you're gonna love them Keith oh my god well do you know what I'll see it on the credit card won't I (laughs) you'll see it on the table (laughs) so um yeah I think if anyone and I know lots of people are interested in this so to get oodles of Christmas tablescaping inspiration and to purchase any of the fabulous tablescapes either individually or boxed um as a gift for yourself or for the host of Christmas and um, just visit the designedtable.com. Well that's um four items that caught our eye on social media this week and we'll be back next week with some more inspiration. Last week we had a really gorgeous competition compliments of Bewley's Ireland and Bewley's Grafton Street. So the winner of the competition drum roll please on Instagram it's Viv McCarthy Viv thank you so much for entering and thank you to everyone that entered so Viv we will get in touch with you on social media and arrange your prize from there and this week we have a new competition from Dublin City Brewing yes very generous competition we will of course put this on Instagram but just to let you know it's for two cases of beer a branded hoodie a branded t-shirt glasses beer mats The whole job lot. It sounds great. Yeah. So we'll put it on Instagram, enter this week, and we'll announce the winner next week. Yeah, on episode four. Well, that's it for another Taste Talks podcast. We really hope you enjoyed listening and that we gave you lots of food for thought. Please make sure you subscribe to our podcast so you never miss a delicious episode. And do keep in touch with us on social media using hashtag Taste Talks. Until next time, make sure you try out some of the tastes we discussed this week. And if you're feeling generous, why not give us a five-star review? It will really help us grow and continue our Taste Talks journey. Bye Bye for for now. now.